And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the farm safety net appears to be the top priority for the upcoming farm bill, according to lawmakers. During a farm bill listening session in Smithfield, North Carolina a few weeks back, Senator John Bozeman, the ranking Republican on the Senate Agriculture Committee, details the issues farmers are voicing. Well, we're really hearing a lot about making sure that the safety nets, the risk management tools are in place. That's number one. Certainly we hear about labor. It's a big issue on the farm. It's a big issue throughout our country. Along with that, the importance of the conservation programs, those are very popular. Trade is a huge issue. So really just kind of the basic things, and then different crops will have different things that they're concerned about. Now, Bozeman says that risk management is important for the 2023 Farm Bill, given the current environment farmers are facing. Right at the top of the list are you know, making sure that the safety net's in place, risk management. And now with the high input costs, com- commodity prices are up a little bit, but commodity prices go up, input costs never go down. These high interest rates, you know, we've got a generational high interest rate. All of that together is making it very, very difficult. So in order for them to get the the loans that they need, they simply are going to have to have up-to-date risk management tools. He adds that much of the conversation taking place is not partisan. It's interesting the Farm Bill is not about Democrats and Republicans. It's about regions of the country. Southern agriculture is different than the Illinois, Iowa, Indiana. Great Plains are different. California is different also. So you put all that together, and then the other thing is the commodities, and they all have different needs. So that's really what it's about as opposed to Republicans and Democrats. It's really a very bipartisan effort. I get along very well with the chairwoman, uh, Senator Stabenow, and we're working really hard to get a farm bill actually passed. Again, that is Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas, the top Republican on the Senate Agriculture Committee. Well, immigration and farm labor are uniquely linked, according to Senator Tom Tillis, a North Carolina Republican. Labor is one of the topics farmers have been bringing up during farm bill listening sessions like that one in North Carolina. Tillis says labor and immigration reform must happen together. You're not going to get one without the other, and you're not going to get any movement on immigration or labor reform without border security. And Senator Bozeman mentioned this, where if all we do is come up with good policy on labor, then that sends a signal that more people should come over illegally. That's why the two have to be managed in tandem, and that's something I'm working on and hope to get done in this Congress. As for the Farm Bill, Tillis says risk management is top of mind. The safety net programs are the things that everybody talked about, risk management. We're dealing with risk management assumptions that were set back in 2012, and now we're in 2023. So I think it's updating them and actually even allowing some commodities that don't even have access to the programs we already have in place to expand it. I think it's probably the two most important things we need to do in the Farm Bill. And then we need to make sure things don't get into the Farm Bill that have nothing to do with farming. And that's going to be a big challenge too. And once again, that is North Carolina Republican Senator Tom Tillis. Well, bipartisan legislation introduced by New Jersey Democrat Cory Booker and Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley in the Senate would change the Conservation Reserve Program. The Conservation Reserve Program Reform Act would prioritize enrolling marginal farmland in the CRP rather than prime farmland. Lawmakers say the legislation would generate more durable wildlife and environmental benefits while reducing competition for productive farmland between the Department of Agriculture and farmers, especially new and beginning farmers. Grassley says this about the CRP Reform Act. The bill will fundamentally change CRP from 
enrolling prime farmland in the program to enrolling more marginal farmland. CRP is a very valuable tool for landowners, but we need to make sure that the focus stays on marginal land. Avoiding CRP outbidding rental rates for prime farmland, starting by capping the program's acreage. Lowering it to 24 million acres from 28 million acres for the next five years. It would also lower the payment rate from 85% of county uh, county uh, rental averages to 75%. Now, CRP Reform Act would set CRP's overall acreage cap at 24 million acres for the fiscal year 2024 to 2028 with an emphasis on enrolling marginal land. The bill would increase incentives to enroll marginal farmland through the continuous enrollment and grasslands categories while reducing the rental rate for general CRP signups by 10%. Well, ranchers are eager to get livestock to pasture to graze if they have it already in areas like Nebraska. However, those ranchers have faced some issues with freezing temperatures and drought. Nebraska Extension educator Randy Sainer explains the situation. As we have drought, roots die because we can't just get enough moisture. And so in the spring of the year, we have to have some roots to bring it up, right? And so if you graze it off real short, real fast, it has to use those roots again to put up new shoots. And so you can really weaken the grass if you're not careful. So you want to give it time. We've been recommending to, to, to turn out in June, which is really, for a lot of people, they can't do that because they're out of hay. But if there's any way you can rotate or do a flash graze and bring them back in and put some nutrition in them and let that grass get back up, you're going to be way better off. But the biggest challenge, Saner says, is the lack of hay. People run out of hay and trying to find it. I mean, that's the challenge. A lot of our hay is coming out of South Dakota. They had a lot of rain. So there's quite a bit of hay in South Dakota. It's a ways to, to bring it in. The other thing is people are using cornstalk bales and distillers, and that works pretty good. We're seeing quite a bit of dirt in some of the cornstalk bales. When you get a lot of dirt in there, that means that dirt weighs and it doesn't give you any benefit from a nutrition standpoint. And that can be a challenge, but there is still some cornstalks out there, and um, don't forget... As calves get bigger, they need feed too. So those are all issues if you're dry lotting. If you're putting it on pasture, you know, just know that we need some rain, we need to strengthen that grass, and so be, be careful. He adds the El Nino weather cycle should help going forward which adds usually we see more moisture in the atmosphere with that. It, it tends to help with giving us rains. But right now the rains are going south of us and north of us. It seems like we're just kind of dry <laughs> between it. And so hopefully that weather pattern will change a little bit. It's going to take a couple years because if you remember 2012 and then 2013, it was pretty dry in 2013 till about June and we started getting more forage. But but it's still, those plants, we still had a 20% reduction the next year from the drought in forage production. So if you're, if you're really tight on your stocking rate, you might want to consider selling a few down so you're not quite so tight on that. And once again, that is Nebraska Extension educator Randy Sainer. Definitely thinking about our ranchers who are facing some of the spring drought issues across parts of farm and ranch country. And hopefully we can uh, figure some things out and maybe find some more hay or get some moisture, continued moisture to help improve some of that grazing land. Well, we are out of time here on this episode of American Ag Today. As always, we appreciate you making the time to join us. It's produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks again for being here. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.